mouth shut, hold your tongue, don't say something will make you regret. Girl, you better keep your door shut, keep your door shut, the devil's out prowling, I bet. Girl, you better keep your mind shut, this book hasn't failed us yet. legs shut right no don't make me get into it movies different yes different for me different for me also very different for me number one is order of the phoenix okay. i fucking love that movie yes it is very different from the book but again i thought most of the book was like for me when i saw order of the phoenix it made me like the book more yeah because i was like there's so much good plot in this. And when you got rid of almost all of the other things, I love the plot of this book. And I also liked how the Death Eaters zoom zoomed around. And I think David Yates is a rockin' director of Harry Potter. I agree that David Yates is a rockin' director of Harry Potter. I actually, uh, part of the reason five is lower on my list um, is specifically because I hated the way the Death Eaters zoom, yeah. zoom around. Like, I, I'm I, like, smoke. I'm like, they don't fly. I know. They don't fly. The only person who can fly is Voldemort. And that's and, the point. Well, yeah. And, uh, okay. And Sorry, that's totally, like and that. it is, but I watched it and I actually reviewed it for uh, Playback Magazine, which is a local website. And so I was like watching it really critically. And it actually made me less precious about all book adaptations because I liked it so much and I was able yeah. to sort of be like, no, this didn't follow the book exactly. But yeah, it was a like, good movie. Death Eaters yeah. aren't supposed to fly, but that is what Death Eaters feel like, and that's what's important. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, uh, my number one was Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, that's a really good it's one. So good. <laughs> yeah, I think that that is the best directed one. I like all the stuff with the seasons, like the way the, the tree, tree plays with the season, and like it focuses on the tree without like too much focusing on it at the beginning. Uh, Sirius Black and Remus Lupin are cast perfectly. They truly are. Um, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's a very good movie. My second favorite is uh, Death Hills Part 2. Uh, it's, I mean... Me too. Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. It's so, it's so good. It's also good. Mm-hmm. It's such a good uh, wrap-up. Well, not wrap-up, <laughs> but just like end uh, crescendo. The... The visual picture of the dragon breaking free of her chains Ugh. and flying out of the top of Gringotts yeah. is incredible. It is. Yeah, well, that it's was a, a great really, movie. And it was just, it's just so, such an enjoyable experience to see that at the midnight release and like me and my friend like yeah. dressed up in our house colors and I wore my like graduation robe. <laughs> 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 it was so fun. <sighs> Yeah, I loved it. It was amazing. And that was also your second favorite? Yes. Okay, my third favorite is three. And honestly, those those three, I just, like, love all three of those so, 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 so much. And mm-hmm. it's, like, practically a tie. Um, but, yeah, three is great. As we said, amazing. Uh, my third one is Sorcerer's Stone. I It's just such, a, like, a sense memory for me. Yeah. Like, Christmas is yeah. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> Yeah. It just is. They go together. Uh, like, to me, it's a Christmas movie. And I know it's just a movie that has Christmas in it, but to me, it's a Christmas movie. 
my fourth favorite is um, is uh, Half Blood Prince. I just yeah, like I just thought they did a good like a good job with it and. The things that they left out, I wasn't as broken up about. But I did think that, I don't know, like a little less focus here and a little more focus there would have been nice. But like overall, I mean, there's not much you can do about the fact that they miscast Jenny early on. They could have recast her, but then they just didn't. See, I didn't really think it was a miscast. I think she just was really, really underserved with the you writing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think that they didn't realize that they were endgame and they didn't. I mean, what are you going to do, chemistry test 11-year-olds anyway? I mean... Yeah, no, I think... I I really think it's just the writing. Like, I... I don't know. She's... Her... She looks like Jenny Weasley to me. I'm like, I think their chemistry is fine. I just think it's the writing. Um, yeah, the writing is definitely bad. <laughs> my number four is Deathly Hollows 1. Uh, it ends with Dobby dying. And I cry. It does. I cry so much every time. Uh, I like Deathly Hollows 1 a lot. All the... I feel like um, the book goes a lot faster, or the movie goes a lot faster than the book does with all the Forest of Dean stuff, which is, like, yeah. the, definitely the saddest, like, most depressing part of the book. Yeah. Um, all the stuff with breaking into the, yeah, I don't know, breaking into the Malfoys and yeah, 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 Bellatrix yeah. and Hermione. Oof. <sighs> yeah. But then there's, yeah. 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 It's my, uh, it's my number five. And, uh, I mean, but it has the, it has the, uh, xenophilia stuff and it has the amazing yeah. animation, mm -hmm. which is so great and was like, I mean, Yeah, that was really cool. With the three brothers. I, I liked the way they did that a lot. It was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, Peter Pettigrew doesn't get, hit, like, that's the last we see of Peter Pettigrew. He doesn't have his ending, like, in the book. Uh... I don't know, which I kind of dislike, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it just it's a little draggy and it just it just isn't as good as the second part. No, it's not. So. Uh the re the remainder of my list is all on the bottom half mm -hmm. because of my favorite things that they cut out from oh, the books. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, my number 5 is Order of the Phoenix. Uh not enough Department of Mysteries. Yeah. That it, the movie could have been only Department of Mysteries no and I would have been fine with it. What the fuck? No flying brains, no of the little, like, bird thing, yeah. no, no of any of it. Yeah. Just, yeah. just only, I know. it was like the entire Department of Mysteries was, was just, just prophecies. prophecies. It was That's just it. The of, yeah. Yep, that is what you're led to believe if you do not read the books. And I didn't like, like, I don't know, just the cheesy bit of, like, love, Harry, it's love, when he, like, is how he gets Voldemort out of his brain at the end. I was like, this is cheesy bullshit. Yeah. I do not like it. Yeah. Fair. It was just like two. I was like, we get it. You don't have to like say it. Yeah. With words. Uh, but yeah, so it cut out too much Department of Mysteries for me. Uh, yeah, so that's why. Okay. Uh, okay. My fifth. Yeah, that's right. Is one. Uh. Again, it's sort of like how you said about the book. Like, mm -hmm. it sort of builds the world up, but, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my number six is number six. Number six. Number six. Um, I was so sad that I didn't get to see Maripagon. Yeah, totally. I was so sad that we didn't get it. Like, we got the one flashback story of yeah. him, like... Of Dumbledore going to high school yeah. and him setting himself on fire. Yeah. 
we didn't get to see like the thing with the two like them talking about the two little kids like all of the stuff ah, that like made it was so really scary. the two little kids was very scary what did he do to them never tell uh-huh. Uh-huh. so scary okay so all of like almost all of the Voldemort backstory which is what I loved so much about the book was cut out and Harry and Ginny's kiss was upsetting because it happened in the room of requirement with no one else around and it was just nothing. Yeah. And they weren't like together at all. It was just like the secret. Yeah. Like one. Oh, okay. That's it. Bye. Bye. And that's like, no, it was supposed to be in front of everyone. And then they're supposed to be like together after mm-hmm. that. And yeah. So briefly happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Sorry, but my number six is number two. I don't have any, like, memories with I think I've seen it, like, twice. It's just sort of a... Yeah. I don't know. Fox looks goofy. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really have a lot to say. My number seven is Goblet of Fire. Are we on number seven? Yeah. I thought we were number six. Oh, I don't know. I just said number six. My number, number seven... Six? My number seven is Goblet of Fire, too. Okay. I think we might have been at one point, but we're all good. That's fine. My yeah. number seven is Goblet of Fire, too. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good movie at all. No. Ron's hair looks real dumb. <laughs> they just are like, okay, this book is long, so five seconds per yeah. thing, go. Yeah, they're like, here's <laughs> two seconds of the World Cup. Not really any of it at all. Here's two seconds of this. Here's two seconds of this. And it's not satisfying. It's like, just cut out one major thing. Don't just spend... Oh, and no two seconds winky. on everything. No winky at all. No winky. And then I was like, how are and you no going to explain yeah. the plot? And they're like, we don't care. We don't care. That's how. Yeah. Read the book if you want the yeah. plot to make sense. No winky, no Dobby. Uh, so, yeah, that's why that was my number seven. Fuck cause... that. Yeah. So, Rotten Tomatoes by score, it's... Uh, oh, we have a number eight. That's what it was. Okay, well, I'm done with mine. Number eight. <laughs> that's what it was. Number eight for me is Chamber of Secrets. Not nearly as good of a movie as it is a book, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, so ours were just switched it's up. It's weird. Ours, uh, like, our sevens and eights were the same. <laughs> our, our bottom two are the same. Yeah. Okay. Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2, number one. Uh, yep. Prisoner of Azkaban, number two. We are rocking this. Goblet of Fire, number three. No! Not at all. Bullshit. Um, Half-Blood Prince. I'm sorry. Yeah, Half-Blood Prince is number four, Chamber of Secrets number five, uh, Sorcerer's Stone number six, and then tied for last place, Order of the Phoenix and Deathly Hallows part one. No. Tied for the bottom. No. Crazy. Incorrect. Rotten Tomatoes. You are wrong. Incorrect. So, we've talked some about the differences. Yeah. Like, uh, like the... Winky and Dobby just not being in number four. No. Nothing being in number four. Uh, the Marauders aren't aren't really explained. Nope. That sucks. Yep. In the movies. Yeah. But the Marauders map is badass. Yeah. Far less, uh, like, backstory. We don't see the occlumency lessons, so we don't really see as many of the flashbacks of uh, young Marauders torturing Sever Snape. Um... Honestly, I really enjoyed the flashbacks of the young marauders torturing Severus Snape. Me too. I think they explained a lot. Yeah. They also are, again, a thing that shows, like, people can be generally good and also have bullied someone in high school. Yeah. Yes. 
And someone can be generally bad and also have been the victim in a one circumstance. Yes. Yes. Uh, I am not generally a, the book is always better than the movie person. However, this is Harry Potter. All of the books are better than the movies. Yes. I agree. Um, I think that's also largely because uh, Harry is very funny and sarcastic in his brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. as much allowed. That's so, true. Like, all of his sarcasm and snarky remarks are not in the movies, and so he just seems kind of boring. Also, his eyes are blue. Why didn't they just make Lily's eyes blue? I don't know. They made her eyes brown, specifically, too. I was like, you couldn't find one red-headed girl That's so with weird. blue eyes. It's Like, I get that Daniel Radcliffe's eyes, like, rejected the contacts to yeah, make his right. eyes green. That's fine. Make her eyes blue. That was like, they're not even green. CGI they're brown. Like, they're brown. You color corrected this scene. Yeah. I don't know. I find that. It, it was insane. It was insane. <laughs> yes. I agree. Because the thing, adult Lily had light colored eyes. Yeah. What were it, they it made, it made no sense. I was really upset. I was like, why are her eyes brown? That's the only thing I can focus on. Yeah. At all. Another thing I was really upset about them leaving out is Neville's whole thing. Yeah. Like, Neville also being born at... Like, Neville possibly being able to fulfill the prophecy. Yeah. It was a lot. The whole point was that, like, Voldemort chose. Like, he could have chosen either one of them, and he chose Harry. That's, like, literally the whole point of all of the books, is your choices define you. Yeah. And part of the reason he chose Harry was... And they point out that, like, Harry was half-blood, like Voldemort, which he wasn't, because both of his parents were wizards, but his mom was muggle-born, so they tried to act like it's the same, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and then Neville was a pure-blood, and so choosing the pure-blood is like, oh, obviously he is the one. Yeah. They picked Harry. Yeah. Harry. Yeah. Yeah, there's just, like, I've already gone over a lot of the content that was cut, um, but there's just, like, specific characters, too, that I think. Yeah. God. Ginny, obviously. Yeah, Ginny... Book Ginny is brave and smart and funny and cool and, and athletic. Amazing. Yeah. She's and like Michelle talented. Obama, she, essentially. Why, why in the movies would Horace Slughorn invite Ginny Weasley to his dinner? Right. What There's literally done? no reason. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, spoken three words. Uh, but yeah, Book Ginny is like on the Quidditch team and like a badass and whatever. Harry can't play. She becomes a seeker. And she's super cool and she has all these like funny retorts to things and yeah. in the book she's like hi i'm here i like you yeah it's embarrassing that's it yeah uh <clears throat> yeah like movie jenny is sulky obsessed with harry and does not have any sense of humor yeah it's weird that's um weird. dobby i think is underserved in the movies He's only in, like, the first movie and then the seventh movie. When in the books, he's in sprinkled throughout. Yeah. He's in several of them. He acts heroically in many of them. In Order of the Phoenix, he helps out a lot with when creatures being a jerk. In Deathly Hallows, he does the same. Um, yeah, it, SPEW is cut, which I loved. Yeah. The Society for the Protection of Elvish Welfare is so important to me. Uh, and a lot of the house elf stuff in general is cut. A lot. Of, almost all of it. Almost all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then Peeves. Yeah. I Peeves like Peeves a lot. It. Yeah, I, yeah. He's annoying but funny, and you don't get the, 
give her hell from us, Peeves, from right. Fred and George. Which is legendary. Uh, no Peeves versus Umbridge. No McGonagall saying to Peeves, it unscrews the other way when he's trying to unscrew a chandelier on top of Umbridge's head. So funny. It's all very funny. He also, it's just like, that's again, you see like a character who is all just exclusively a poltergeist there to fuck with shit. And yet still is loyal to Hogwarts as an institution. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, Oliver Wood and Angelina Johnson are underserved. Yes. Because they're pretty, they're both really funny and fun yeah. characters. Uh, Tonks. Oh, yeah. Tonks gets the, the Jenny treatment in the movies as well. Yeah. Yeah, I find that actress more compelling, so I just think, yeah, for me, she's like a little bit better served just because the actress is more charismatic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, Remus also and J- James and Lily are yeah. way less fleshed out. Uh, and then the last character I have on my list here is Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. He seems less intelligent and less funny because yeah. here's the thing. Well, the Sorting Hat said, ooh, not a bad mind either. The Sorting Hat considered putting him in Ravenclaw for a hot second because he's smart. He really is. He, he, is. he gets exceeding expectations or outstanding in all of his OWLs including potions, where he has a teacher who actively hates and tries to sabotage him. Yep. He teaches a class to 30 people, like, to a larger class than any of his teachers have ever taught. True. True. Yeah. Yep. You're, yeah. Book Harry is definitely superior. And talented. And he's really, really funny. Like, a few, we're gonna get to favorite quotes later, but, like, a lot of my favorite... Next week, as you're listening to this. Yeah. Some of my favorite quotes are, like, very... Yeah, I don't know how... Because we're already at 142, so we might have to split it differently, depending on how long this goes, but... Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, but, yeah, he's, like, smart and cool and funny. And in the movies, he's just angsty only. Yeah. He's very angsty. He's only bothersomely angsty to where it's, like, oppressive in Order of the Phoenix in the books. Yeah. He's only got the, uh, the whole Luke Skywalker thing going on. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. That segment is over. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Good. Right. Excellent. Segue. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I feel like we should talk about some of the important characters in the yes. books. And starting with uh, the, the triumvirate. Of yes. uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Uh, the, the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. Um, so we're just talking about Harry and how he's great and how he's uh, smart and talented and athletic. And My notes say, what a protagonist. <laughs> Brave, ambitious, <laughs> smart, and funny. Indeed. What a protagonist. I agree. I couldn't agree more. But it is, like, Harry Harry Potter, the reason, I think the reason that these books are so popular is Harry Potter isn't just some privileged kid that, like, Mm -hmm. gets more cool things that happen to him. He's an incredibly traumatized survivor of active abuse and neglect. Yes. Who has... No one and nothing, and mm-hmm. who rises above all of that to constantly put his loved ones and his found family first and to trust and be vulnerable with people. Yeah. Even though he has no education 
on emotional intelligence. Right. Yeah, that's another one of my notes is comes through your years of abuse and neglect, doesn't let it make him cruel. Yeah. Unlike Voldemort. And I mean, it's just such a also beautiful... Also, unlike Severus Snape. Unlike Severus Snape. But it is a beautiful... The setup between Harry and Voldemort and the contrast yeah. between them is so beautifully set up. Mm-hmm. And it just so layered. Yeah. And at every turn, they make these separate choices, and that's what makes them separate. And it's just such an amazing parable about choosing kindness and love over choosing selfishness and fear. I mean, it's basically fear. And... Um, <laughs> I took a I took an improv workshop once where the uh, teacher said that there are basically two emotions, love and fear. And I think yeah. Harry Potter and Voldemort's choices really get to yes. the nitty-gritty of like the difference between those two and the outcomes between choosing those yeah. two things. Uh-huh. Uh, cheating and skipping ahead to quotes for one second. Okay. It is our choices, Harry, that show who we truly are far more than our abilities. Yeah, that's like the thesis statement. Yes. Of the Harry Potter novels. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but he's a beautiful, like, he's honestly, like, he's a beautiful character, and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking as an adult, and especially as a parent, that he goes through all of this. All of this happens as he has, like, a child. He yeah. comes of age at the end of the story, like, as he dies. As he chooses to die yes. to save everybody Ugh. else. Uh, yeah, he's, I also like that he's, like, not a perfect no character. He's flawed. Yeah. He's his biggest flaws really are angst <laughs> and um a little bit of martyr syndrome. He doesn't want to accept help. He feels yeah. that it is his responsibility and his responsibility alone, which is reasonable because he was an only child who was abused and neglected again. And an orphan, so, yeah. Yeah, he had no experience with getting help of any kind. Yeah, no one ever tried to tell him that he could ask yeah. for help. They were like, no, be quiet. So Never he talk. is a martyr to a fault and yeah. doesn't ever want to let the people he loves help him in carrying that burden ever. He's like, no, it's mine. And they're like, it's not, really shouldn't be your responsibility either. And he's like, but. Yeah, like like uh, like when he's like, no, you guys stay here. I'm going to find all the horcruxes. And Hermione's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. We're obviously going. We have always known that. Shut up. Yeah. I love Harry. I think Harry is an excellent protagonist. What a protagonist. What a protagonist. We all know who everyone's favorite character is. Like, every poll that happens about who's your favorite character, like, there's 150 characters, and 50% of people identify their favorite character as Hermione Jean Granger. That's because she's perfect. Yeah. She's perfect. She's perfect um is she a little bit of a deus ex machina as a person because it's like Hermione knows yes but I love that that person is a girl yes because she's yes she's it's assumed that Hermione will know because she is the smartest and that's just yeah of course yeah she's the best witch in her class and in the world uh I love Hermione. She is my favorite character, are you surprised, um, of all time ever. Yeah. She is smart. She likes to follow the rules, but breaks them when she feels it is morally necessary. Goals. She is loved by the adults and terrified of failure. Absolutely. She is loyal, Girl. and she has a keen sense of social justice. She does not understand why nobody else cares about the house elves. 
And she doesn't let her, she's not, she's, she's not deterred. No, she stands up to everyone, absolutely everyone. She stands up to Albus Dumbledore yeah. regarding the house elves. Yeah. Guys, she so very much cares what the adults and what the teachers think of her. And yet, she's like, no, Dumbledore, Professor Sir, because uh-huh. she would never just say Dumbledore. Um, she stands up to authority when she feels it is right to do so. Yeah, like, she just, like, quits Trelawney's class because she's mm-hmm. like, you know what, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> also because she's very overworked it's and true. taking too much off. But it's still pretty, pretty rad. As a kid, I was absolutely thrilled to have Hermione as a know-it-all teacher's pet of a person. I will say when um, Snape called her an insufferable know-it-all, I felt slapped in the face. Yeah. Like, I felt physically I like, slapped oh. in the face. <laughs> like, oh, it me. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I did, I loved Victor Crumb's love of Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> he likes her because she is smart. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a beautiful He goes thing. to the library so that he can go look at her being in the library. A very cute thing about that is, like, his little mispronunciation of her name is, like, a nod to those of us who were yes. reading the books before we knew how to pronounce her name. And maybe called her Harmony? We No, I called her Hermione. Everyone said Hermione. I said Harmony. Oh, you said Harmony. Because I was a child. Yeah. And that was a word I knew. Yeah. I also didn't know how to pronounce the word malevolent. Yeah. Until I was very much older, and then I knew that word, because J.K.R. loves that word. I thought it was malevolent. Malevolent. I uh, thought the word segue was segue, and segue was a different word. Uh, Until I was, like, 26. The first time I said novice out loud, I thought it was novice. (laughs) Novice. My dad thought Lucius Malfoy was Lucius Malfoy, and I felt very vindicated when the movies came out. Yeah, Lucius. Uh, that's a thing about names. Um, so a cute story about Emma Watson, who is Hermione in real life, which mm-hmm. is part of why I love her. Uh-huh. Uh, she, during, I believe, Prisoner of Azkaban, because I think this is one of my DVD extras for Prisoner of Azkaban, um, Alfonso Cuaron assigns them an essay, and they are each to write an essay about their characters. And this is very cute because it all just... It's perfect. Daniel Radcliffe comes in with a nice little one-page explanation of Harry Potter. (laughs) Emma Watson comes in with, like, a 15-page in-depth analysis of Hermione Granger. And Rupert Grint didn't do it, which I think gets him an A on that assignment, honestly. (laughs) I think they all get an A. Oh, it's too cute. It's so perfect. That's so cute. Oh, they're so precious. I know. I was like, this is exactly all of the characters. It's yeah. so cute. Oh, yeah. Ron. <sighs> Ron is so... I, I really love Ron. Me too. But yeah, he can be petty, like we talked about it. Like, and and he can be kind of mean. But he is, you know, he's coming <laughs> at it from this perspective that he's part of this huge family. Yeah. Where... Like, he's used to scrapping with people. And he's like, overlooked. Yeah. He's the youngest boy in a family where his mom always wanted a girl. So he's not just the middle child. He's a middle child 
who was like one of the continued, oh, this one's not a girl either. Right. <laughs> and like he says, you know, on the train to Hogwarts, it's like even if he does amazing and is head boy, oh, somebody's already done it, so big whoop. Yeah. Who cares? Right. It'll just be as good as a couple of his brothers. Yeah, I just think about how hard it has to be for Ron, a person who is constantly overlooked and whose deepest desire, as we see in the Mirror of Erised, is just to be have his parents be amazed by him. Yeah. And be have his parents be like, wow, that's amazing. To be friends with Harry Potter, who has been famous since he was born. I know. But he does it anyway. I know. Well, it's, they're just, they just have a good vibe. They yeah. They have always liked each other. I love their friend, like their bromance love at first sight. Yeah. Like they're immediately best friends. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh yeah. yeah. And Ron's like embarrassed. He's like, oh, I have this corned beef sandwich. And, and Harry can tell that he's embarrassed because he doesn't have any money for the trolley. So Harry's like, I'll trade you one of those sandwiches for half of all of this food. And trades him so that Ron gets to feel like he contributed. That's so cute. And like they do that throughout the entire series. Like the issue of Harry having money and Ron not having any money at all continues to come up. And Harry and Ron, they juggle it so perfectly so that they can like maintain their friendship. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that is so beautiful. I love um, in book four when he buys him the inoculars, which are ten galleons. Yeah. What? In any case. Um, and then he's like, well, that's going to be your Christmas and birthday present. And then he doesn't do the thing where you say that and still get him a Christmas present. He, like, doesn't get him a Christmas present. Yeah. I just love that. <laughs> you know, he's just like, for the next two years. Or yeah. So, but doesn't do that. But, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he knows. Like, he knows that that's an issue between them. And, you know, I it's kind of like when they go to Gringotts and the Weasleys are taking him. And so he, like, rushes in and tries to, like shut the door so they can't see the stack of gold in his yeah yes yeah vault their, their friendship is really beautiful um but yeah I like Ron like I said before I think Ron by necessity for the purposes of the story has to have some ideas that are not the best because that's like yeah he was raised in the wizarding world like this is what he thinks the world is um and then he gets exposed to other ideas and he's like you know what I do question the Things that I have been assuming forever. Yeah. Because they're showing me that they're not true. Yeah. So I'm going to change my mind on that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's obviously set up uh, in a way that, like, their secondary houses represent each of the other houses. Like, we know, like, a huge thing is that Harry would do well in Slytherin, and it's very, very obvious that Hermione <laughs> would have also done well in Ravenclaw. Done well in Ravenclaw. And we see that Ron is so incredibly loyal. Yeah. I mean, loyalty is <laughs> is very integral to his character, and therefore he's sort of a representative of Hufflepuff. But they're all yeah. very Gryffindor. The thing about the Deluminator, when he's just like dejected, and he's like, or he's like, Dumbledore knew I would leave, so he gave this to me. And Harry is just like so forgiving, and he's like, he also knew you would want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Uh, all, yeah, also the Hermi- Ron seeing Hermione and Harry together in the locket. Yeah. It's like so heartbreaking just because she's like, 
who would choose you over uh, the famous Harry Potter? And, like, mentions his mom, too. He's like, what woman would choose you? Uh, like, he thinks even his mom likes Harry better. Yeah, it's really heartbreaking. So sad. Poor Ron. I know. Poor Ron. But he is, I mean, and he, and that's why it's so beautiful in book one where he defeats the wizard chest. Yeah. You know, because it's, like, yeah. clear from the get-go. He, he is smart. Lot. He's talented. Yeah. He has a lot to contribute. Yeah. So does Jenny Weasley. We've already talked about how wonderful she is, but she's just so wonderful. She's so brave and so strong, and she's so unwilling to put up with bullshit. Yeah. Like, I love when Ronzo is trying to be like, I'm your big brother, and she's like, honestly, fuck off. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am not interested at like, all. Like, when she dates yeah. Dean, and he's like, what are you doing, Dean? And she's like, nope. We're not yeah. doing that. Yeah. Well, because he sees her with Michael Corner, and oh yeah, and then she breaks up with him, and Ron's like, "Oh, good. I hope you pick better next time." She just is like, "Well, I picked Dean Thomas. Yeah. Is he any better?" And he's so mad, and <laughs> she does not care. Nope. So she's like, "Uh, my my life, my business. Yeah, you stay out of it." It's and beautiful. And then um, when Harry is banned from playing Quidditch, and she takes over his role as seeker, and then. After school plays Quidditch professionally, and then yeah. it's a sports course on an all-woman team of oh. Hollyhead Harpies, it's, which I now need a T-shirt of. Please, let's do that. It's incredible. I'm so I just and then she becomes a sports journalist. Yeah, after she has to retire because you can't do sports forever. Yeah, like honest, like obviously Hermione's my favorite character because she's there the whole time. But if Ginny would have been there, I mean, I, she's she's important in book two and yeah. stuff, but like she doesn't really come into the story until like book. And in a big, big way. And like, if she would have been there the whole time, she'd be my favorite because she's fucking amazing. She's also just like, as it has been pointed out to me more recently, like, I didn't really think about it that much at the time because she's just, it was like, oh, it's Ron's sister. So that's sad. She's a victim of extreme trauma. Oh, yeah. The hands of Lord Voldemort. She is kidnapped. She is near death. He is controlling her mind in a way that is terrifying. She's a victim of trauma, and I think Jenny's story is a really beautiful story about surviving trauma as well. It is, and that's something that they have in common. Exactly. And that draws them together. That no one else has experienced. Yeah. Zero other people have experienced it, which is part of why I'm so Harry Jenny forever. It's, it's because I'm like, they have this connection that no one else could understand. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's so deep, and it just makes Makes me love their love so much. Yeah. Ginny is also just very wise. Like, at the mm-hmm. end of Half-Blood Prince, where Harry's like, hey, I'm about to go look for these horcruxes. We gotta break up. Because if they know that I care about you, then they're gonna kill you. And she's like, yeah, I thought that was gonna happen. All right. She's so emotionally mature. Yeah. And she's the youngest child. She's the baby. Yeah. But she's, like, so emotionally mature. I know. So good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dumbledore... Uh, so, Michael Gambon is hashtag not my Dumbledore. <laughs> Aw. I really loved Dumbledore numero uno. Yeah, Richard Harris. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind Michael Gambon. I don't like his hat. I mean... It's so stupid. What is up with that hat? And he's, like, angry Dumbledore. more. I feel like Richard Harris was, like, fun, twinkly-eyed Dumbledore. Yeah. And... Michael Gambon is like, did you put your name in this cup? Right. Which is yeah, that is terrifying. I think that the character Albus Dumbledore is probably 
a functioning psychopath. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think, I think he's not, I think he's not really a good person. I think he's fighting for the right causes, and I think he's on the side of right, but I think, I think that he's more, like, I think he's kind of more manipulating people than doing things out of love. Like, I think he's playing a huge chess game. I think he's winning the war against Voldemort, but I think it's, like, at the cost. I don't know. I think he's kind of ruthless in his treatment of Harry. Yeah. And I think, I think that And Severus Snape. Yeah, I put that under Severus Snape, but, like, um, who we're going to talk about. But I, uh, I think... That he acts like, you know, when they're like, oh, is he a bit mad? Yeah, he's a bit mad. I think that he puts on, like, oh, I'm just a crazy guy because he's like, that'll distract everyone from how shitty I'm being. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little mad. Yeah. But that's my... Uh, I think that Albus Dumbledore is a great example of a complex hero. Yeah. He is not all good all the time. I think that he is a good person. The main reason that I think that is he, because he chooses not to become Minister of Magic. Uh, because he knows that if he did, he would go mad with power and destroy everything, probably. Yeah, he is at least... He's extremely <clears throat> self-aware. Yeah, he's, I mean, very, he's very self-aware. I think he made a mistake when he was younger that cost him his little sister's life. And after that, he was like, okay, I need to never do anything like that again. Uh, so I think that really, really changed him. Yeah. In a pos- like in a positive way, not that it was a good thing that happened, but um, I think that he is driven by ambition in a way that we do not know about or see or truly experience until book six. He puts on the ring because he, fi- we find out in Deathly Hallows, he wanted to be the master of master of death. Yeah. He wanted to be the master of the Deathly Hallows. He was like, "Well, Harry's got the cloak. I can get that back." I got this. I got the wand. Let's try on the ring. Yeah, and it backfired majorly, and it was gonna kill him. Yeah, <laughs> because it was a cursed ring. I, I yeah, I think that he. I can definitely see functioning psychopath. Um, I think that he is orchestrating everything in a grand way, in a way that definitely is more caring about. Um, for the greater good, as yes. we might say. Yes, yes I think yes, that he yes. truly believes that. I do too. I think that he thinks this is the only way to win. Yeah, and that the stakes are incredibly high. But I don't. I just don't think that he's kind. I. 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 I yeah. So here's the thing. I think that he knew Harry was going to come back to life. I think that he was very, very certain of that. I think he also knew that he could be wrong and was willing to risk it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. I, he's a very, very intelligent person. He's probably the smartest person who's ever lived um, in this universe. Yeah. Um, like, when you see how far out he's been playing this game of chess, like, yeah. he's playing on a level that no one else is playing on. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, he says that he doesn't make many mistakes, and when he does, they're bigger than most people's mistakes because he makes so few. <laughs> Just because he's taking, like, such big risks. He's like, I believe very strongly that I am right about this. And if I'm not, it's going to be disastrous and people are going to die. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I'm right, so I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, which is, you have to be a psychopath to do that, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, but he's right, so yeah. it kind of yeah, works it out. it works, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying, like, I think that he's a villain. Like, he's clearly not a right. villain. 
I just don't think he's a kind uh, grandpa of Harry Potter. <laughs> like, yeah, I think he's not as much as we think he is earlier. But then yeah. again, I'm like he, I think he knew that he was gonna come back. Yeah, I guess I just don't know that he loves Harry. I think he does. I'm not sure. I, I think question he, it. I think he does, and I think we see that in. Uh, Order of the Phoenix, because he's telling him, he's like, I should have told you all of this a long time ago. I didn't know that I was going to come to care for you, and so that made it hard, and I yeah. wanted to take care of you, um, and I can't do that, because you got to do this. But he does see that as a weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he's a super, I, I mean, he's a very complex hero. such an interestingly written character. He's yeah. kind of kind of a masterpiece. There's just so many layers and you're seeing yeah. him through other people's eyes only, mm -hmm. you know, because he's pretty opaque. Yeah. All the stuff where you find out, like, all the stuff from Aberforth, it's like, whoa. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, and there's obviously going to be more uh, coming. Yeah. Uh, all the Aberforth stuff, though, I'm like, mm, but you did fuck a goat, though, so. Right. Can I, can I right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck <laughs> is that about? That is a real weird. Whatever. Oh. Some color for the yeah uh, the barkeep. Well, speaking of Dumbledore's manipulations, yeah, Severus Snape, um, who I said is the series anti-hero. Snape. Yeah, Snape. a lot of people just think of him as a villain, but I think, I he's think an of anti-hero. I don't think of him as either of those things. I think of I think of him as like just someone that got caught up. I mean, I just I think that he's sort of has this inflated view of himself and his place in the world, mm -hmm. you know, and he ultimately, like, was just part of Dumbledore's plan, and Dumbledore manipulated him and exploited his sense of entitlement to power mm -hmm. and his obsession with Lily Potter. Yeah. And, like, when he's like, I trust Snape, I trust Snape, it's not because of his character. No, it's because, like, I know what controls his mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which I actually love, honestly. Like, yeah. when I realized that, I was like, oh, it's not because he's stupid, and it's just like, oh, Snape is a good person with a good heart. It's because, no, I am manipulating the shit out of him, and I know that I'm doing it effectively. And it's really ruthless when he's just it like, is. but look at Harry, Snape. Look at his eyes. And then he still is like, oh, yeah. He's, by the way, he's going to have to die, and you're going to have to be the one to tell him. He's like, uh, I thought we were... You told me we were doing all of this to save Lily's son. And Dumbledore's like, I don't give a fuck about Lily's son. You do. <laughs> it's so cold. Like, it doesn't matter to me that he's Lily's son. That's what I told you, so that you would play along this whole time. It's now so do it. Cold. It's terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, he is really terrible to Snape. But then again, Snape, Snape deserves, kind of deserves it. He's it. awful. Like, he's yeah. an awful person. Yeah. I mean, he's he's horrible to children. Yeah. Like, beyond horrible. Like, he basically is, like, emotionally he didn't abusing his students. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. he was a death eater. Yeah. And he spent his whole life obsessed with a woman who didn't, and was very explicit about not being interested in him romantically from the jump. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm really okay with uh, Dumbledore manipulating Snape's. Uh, obsession with Lily because it's like, dude, just don't. Uh, but yeah, because like Snape does point out, he's like, oh, 
so do you care about her husband and one-year-old child, or do you just want me to... He's like, I just want... You have to say Lily Evans. You have... He's like, uh, first of all, you mean Lily Potter? She married. Yeah. What about her husband and kid? Don't give a fuck about them? Okay. Yeah. And then he, like, comes back all upset. You you were supposed to protect her. It's like, mm, this is not my fault. Your boss did this. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have very complicated feelings for Snape because he is also a victim of child abuse and neglect. He has a really, really tough life at home. And his first glimpse of happiness and hope is this girl that he meets in his neighborhood who then likes him and thinks he's cool, which is the first time that's ever happened to him. Yeah. And they become best friends. They do everything together. Um, Snape reminds me of a friend that I had when I was a little kid, and I think that's part of what it is for me, um, who I was not very kind to at one point in our, yeah. in our childhood. Yeah. But yeah, I think it shows that a good person is a per um is a person who makes like your choices. Again, your choices are what makes you who you truly are. Mhm. It's easy for James to be nice to people. He's a rich kid from a rich family who has everything going for him. Mhm. And he's still a bully to pe- like to Snape. Yeah. He's terrible to Snape. Yes. He's uh-huh. terrible to Peter too. Yeah. Snape has this one positive relationship in his life, and he gets sorted into a different house than Lily, which is heartbreaking for him. He's so sad that they're not in the same house. The people who he's bu- who are bullying him, she ends up getting closer with at one point. He is like, well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be friends with the people that are around me, I guess, because this is the place that I got sorted into. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to hang out with these guys. Those guys were Death Eaters, so he also became a Death Eater. I think it also just shows, like, the dangers of friend zone ideology. Absolutely. I mean, that's what he represents. That's what it is. That's That's what he represents. When people have always tattoos, I'm like, that's fucking rape culture. (laughs) Like, I am upset. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, you could have stayed friends with her. She absolutely would have continued being friends with you, but you were like, "Mm, if you're not going to be my girlfriend, then we're nothing. Yeah. Uh, and you then you chose to be a Death Eater. I hate it when people... I, I hate the specific sense of entitlement that Snape has. Yeah. And I, I can tell yeah. that so does J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Because it's something that you run into in real life, too. It's like somebody who is 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 disadvantaged in ways, but then they yeah. have this, like... People refer to it as a chip, a chip on your shoulder, but it's just like this yeah. huge sense of, like, I deserve more. Mm-hmm. I deserve this. I deserve power. Yeah. I deserve Voldemort's attention. I deserve Dumbledore's attention. And he's just so, he just has such an inflated sense of self. And he's, like, not even that special. Yeah, I agree. Well, most of the fandom does not. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So we kind of already touched on this, because I thought we differed on it, but apparently we do not. Wow, Um, a specific thing, yeah. I ship Ron and Hermione. Yeah. I ship Ron and Hermione, uh... I, I think I was talking the other day about how people who have never read the books and have only seen the movies, it makes sense to me to ship Harry and Hermione because they have way more chemistry than Ron and Hermione, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I don't know, I guess. I think that all of it, to me, reads on screen like Harry accidentally cock-blocking Ron and yeah. Hermione. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but, it but just maybe seems... that's just because I'm coming from that frame of mind. Like, I, right. I will never forget in Prisoner of Azkaban when they're listening to what they think is uh, Buckbeak being beheaded. And Hermione turns into Ron's shoulder, and he's hugging her, and then Harry leans in and also uh, hugs her. That is, it's like a group hug, and I was like... <laughs> yeah, it's really awkward here. Yes, I can picture it in my mind. It's so good. Yeah, because she turns in, yeah. and she's like seeking comfort in Ron. Yeah, and he's like, oh, we're doing And this. Harry's like, oh, we're all hugging. <laughs> and he like clearly has no idea. Hashtag relatable. Um... Oh, Harry. It's just really funny to me. It is funny. I I think um I think that there's so much nuance with their relationship and also with Ron's character that mm-hmm. is like missing from the movies. So yeah. I think it's also like why the fuck would Hermione Granger be with Ron? Like yeah. the queen I, of all people. <laughs> and I get that, but I'm also like so I think there are people who are like, well she's too he's not good enough for her. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, she he's who she likes, let her live. I think one. what and two, like, she is so stressed and high-strung, and he is silly. He ends up, like, helping out uh, Fred. Is that the one that lives? Which one guy? George lives. Okay, ends up helping George. That was terrible. Ends up helping George with Zonko's. Yeah. Um, so he's, like, a guy who runs a joke shop. I'm like, that is perfect for Hermione. It literally She's so high-stress. And he is silly and fun and makes her laugh and makes her happy. Just let her live. And it's, like, what makes a good couple, in my opinion, is when the people are the best versions of themselves around yeah, each other. Exactly. And I think for them that's 100% true. Exactly. So. Yeah. I think that clear. I think that is clearly exemplified by the fact that, like, their first kiss is when Ron is like, oh, well, I had to go, like, let the house elves know. Because I don't want them to get hurt. This isn't their battle to fight. And Hermione is holding all of the, like, basilisk fangs. And she just drops them and grabs them. Yeah. And makes out with us. So cute. And Harry's like, guys, there's a war <laughs> happening. Does it have to be now? And Ron's like, if not now, then when? <laughs> Which is an excellent point. Yeah. <clears throat> it's very cute. And I love all of it. I kind of low-key, like ship Remus and Sirius not as like endgame or anything but like the idea that in like high school like I could see like Sirius and his like anger and stuff like I could see him being gay and I could see like easily Remus oh yeah pansexual just like not Remus being gay makes total sense because like I think it's established that the the werewolf werewolf thing thing is supposed to be yeah a metaphor for AIDS yeah yeah but I can just also see Sirius like the way I don't know Sirius just yeah. He's so angry, and, like, he just seems like mm-hmm. he didn't, like, there's something unresolved, yeah. you know? And, yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. Yeah. I just love I'm on board with that. so much. I kind of shipped Luna and Neville. <laughs> I'm pointing to my notes where I also wrote Neville slash Luna. Yeah. I said, no, we don't have to pair all of them off. Right. But the rest of them get to, so why not? Also, they have so much in common. Yeah, and they're they're just both so good. <laughs> they're both so good. So, really, like, when we go to the Department of Mysteries, these are the six. Ron, Hermione, Harry, Jenny, Neville, Luna. Mm-hmm. So, if the other four are paired up, why not these two is yeah. my first bullet. My second bullet, uh, Neville is a plant nerd. Luna is a creature of... 
that like is like a creature nerd. A cryptozoologist nerd. Yeah. They're both like very, very into their very specific things. I feel like they would have a lot of fun chatting about it. Yeah. I understand that Luna ends up with a Scamander who is also very into creatures. Yeah. But like it doesn't like to have a thing in common, it doesn't have to be the same thing. That almost seems boring. Yeah. Uh, and also, they're both hot nerds who didn't find out they were hot until after high school. Yeah. Word. Because everyone thought they were weird. They were weird. They were. But they're also hot. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Oh, I love them so. Yeah. So that's, I just think they're both like, he's a plant nerd, she's a magical creature nerd, and they should both just, like, he should teach. Yes, uh, at, yeah. yeah. So he teaches herbology, she should teach care of magical creatures. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. They could live on campus together. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. And then Angelina and Fred I really liked, but then she ended up marrying George, which I think is, I don't know, it feels a little weird. Yeah. Who did she go to the ball with? Fred. That's strange. I mean, I get that they were all just, like, kind of friends, but... Well, she and... No, she and Fred had a relationship, and they weren't, like, together when Fred died, but... Right. It's... I do like the way... And he was like, who are you going to the ball with? Angelina. Have you asked her yet? Oh, right. And then he just, oh, like... Oh, Angelina. <laughs> you, you want to go to the ball with me? She's like, yeah. And then she, like, kind of was, like, blushing, and yeah. it's just like, oh, it is very cute. Uh, Fred and George in the book, so superior to Fred and George in the movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some of my favorite quotes are pretty yeah, great. Um, yeah, I almost feel like um, I could ship either of them with Lee Jordan also. Yeah. That's a cute friendship that exists. Lee Jordan is really, yeah, he's really cool. He he's has that really big funny tarantula in the, books too. the first time you see him. Like, in the, when he's getting on the board the train, there's, like, a giant hairy leg, and they're like, oh, man, Lee, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. At least I was cussing. Yeah, whenever he <laughs> announces the Quidditch games, McGon- like, uh, I'm sorry, Lee jo- actually, I ship Lee Jordan and Minerva McGonagall as a comedy duo. Bless. I love it. Right? Yeah. Like, their yeah. banter during the Quidditch games is so funny. It is. Uh, I didn't have a crush on Harry. Um, I did have a crush on Remus, and uh, I was... I was like, when he was cast, I was like, he's got a weird mustache. I'm not yeah. into this. Uh, but in the book, I was like, hot teacher. <laughs> um, also, um, Bill. Bill is hot. Bill is hot. And Oliver was pretty hot. Those were my Oh, Oliver name. Wood is so hot. So hot. <laughs> so hot. I mean, isn't that like a thing that like is a fandom thing of like, I have wood for Oliver Wood? Yeah. 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 Because he's hot. Yeah, it's hot. Those are my ship notes. So, how did you feel about Fantastic Beasts? I really loved the movie. I thought it was great. I um, was definitely, like, tracking uh, Flash. What's that kid's name? Ezra Miller. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's going to be a wizard. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah. right, right, right. The plot wasn't full of surprises for me. No, <laughs> but I was fine with it. I also, like, really loved the characterization of Newt, because um, I was like, wouldn't Newt's commander be a Ravenclaw? No. No, he is such a Hufflepuff. I love Newt's commander as played by uh, St- 
Stephen Hawking. Um, <laughs> Eddie Redmayne. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so into that character. Yeah, it was so sweet. Like, he was so loyal to all of these creatures. He loves oh. them so, he loves when them he goes so in much. To the trunk. Yeah. Oh my god. And when he's playing with the little, like, tree dude. Oh, I like it. Uh, yeah, I loved all of the creatures. I thought they were so cute. Yeah. Uh, they were all adorable. Uh, I am bummed about Johnny Depp. Ooh, boo. It's regrettable boo, that he boo, was cast. Boo, boo. Uh, I know he was cast before all of the Amber Heard's. I think it was even filmed before all of the Amber Heard's stuff came out. But it matter. the movie was being released. He also looks when that happened. Disgusting. He I mean, not to be shallow, but he looks disgusting. Uh, yeah, I was like, really, we're losing. Oh, Caroline, getting Johnny Depp and like, are we acting like those are two equal? Levels of sexiness because they're not. No. Um, also, no. Uh, Jude Law was cast as Young Dumbledore, right? Yeah. That's a good casting call. Yeah, it is. Into it. Yeah, I'm into that too. Um, but that means that, like, Jude Law is going to have to be in love with Johnny Depp. Ew. Gross, 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 gross. Very gross. Unsubscribe. I will consume everything that J.K. Rowling touches, though. So Yeah, I was thinking about. Um, as long as she's still, like, involved in, like, writing it. I'm into it. I think beyond that, though, like, I think, honestly, for me, I'm okay with it being a Star Wars, Star Trek thing where Gene Roddenberry obviously is dead and, like, George Lucas is not any longer involved in, like, the creative Mm -hmm. control of those universes, but they're still creating stories with new different characters, and even in Star Wars' case, some of the same characters, and I love those stories. My hesitation there is that Cursed Child exists... I haven't engaged with it. I have, the secrets have been kept from me because I have uh, kept them away It's from so me. bad. I don't know, man. I'll probably like it. I like almost everything. I don't know. I like almost everything. I'm just going to see the play when it tours. Okay. But, like, I typically, like, I agree with you about Star Wars. I agree about all, like, all those things. But Cursed Child was such a disappointment. Okay. I have a pitch, but, like, I, this, I'm sure, okay. Like, I don't, I can't communicate it to you because you don't want it spoiled. It's unbelievably bad. Things get retconned. I know, I know, like, I know enough about it to know that it's, like, timey-wimey or whatever. Like, I get it. But. It's so bad. Beyond Cursed Child. And um, it's just poorly written, also. It's terrible. It's, like, poorly written fan fiction. That's why I want to see it as a play, is because then it'll at least, like, be a play. But I have a pitch. Okay, so a TV show mm-hmm. that takes place in current day, because we all know that the Battle of Hogwarts was, like, what, 1989? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Or, like, 97? At, like, 99. Mm. I think it was 99. 97. One of those two years. Um, 97, I think. Because I think Harry went to Hogwarts the year I was born. Okay. Because I know that the death day party was in 1992. So we could just... Wait, so that means their seventh year was 97 and 98. So I think 98. Okay. Dude, I don't know. In any case, uh, a, a, a TV show that takes place in present day, Hogwarts. And so like the... Like, Neville would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, Jograssi, but in the Harry Potter universe, it would be so enjoyable. I would watch it every day of my life. I just, I, 
after Cursed Child, I'm at a point where if J.K. Rowling didn't write it, I don't want it. I want all of it. Because I thought she wrote that. I didn't realize that she was just oh, like... yeah. Had her name They kind of on tried... It. Scholastic kind of tried to act yeah, like she Her did. name is huge on it. And then, uh, like, tiny, it's like this other guy. Uh, who apparently didn't read Harry Potter. So that's weird. You didn't read it. That's very weird. That's not a fact, but I feel like it's a fact. Well, I, will, I, will, I want all of it. Fantastic Beasts was a little too dark for me. And I just want some light, airy... I liked it. it. I like no. I really liked it. I love Queenie. Queenie is Queenie is great. So great. I wanted more Queenie. I did too. Way more Queenie. Way less. Um, this part of, like child beating. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Uh, and like also uh, the the attempted execution was horrifying. Um, All of the implications for Ariana Dumbledore, though, are very interesting. I know. I am interested in that. But it just was, it was, there was, like, so much horror movie shit in it. And I just wanted it to be a little bit less of that. Like, not none, but just, like, not half of it. Right. For me. But, but I really liked it, and I'm, like, really interested in that world, and it does open up the idea of, like, completely different characters, but yeah. in the Harry Potter universe, and I just want that to happen all the time. <laughs> but, but I get it. No, I get, like, being protective of it, and a lot of people thought they can't make Star Wars without George Lucas, and guess what? They did a better job than him. Yeah. Yeah. George Lucas is not J.K. Rowling. No, I'm not saying they would do a better job. I'm just saying... Right. I think next time, if you want to do a spinoff um, in the Harry Potter universe, hire someone who has read any of the books. One book. Pro tip. Hire Kylie. Hire someone who has read a, a minimum of one Harry Potter books. Yes. And if they're going to do time travel, make it Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. Yes. Those are the rules. <sighs> but it's not canon. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 it is not. So I'm just saying. Like, my, my note about Cursed Child is, Cursed Child is not canon and can fuck off forever. Yeah. See, the, the Degrassi Hogwarts show would be canon, so. <laughs> oh, you know you want to see. Ugh. You want to know you want to see what happens when Hogwarts students deal with unintended pregnancies. They wouldn't have to, though, because. Yeah, as we discussed. <laughs> there's definitely magic abortions. Yes. Well, you know. And Magic Plan B and Magic. Yes, Magic Plan B. Birth um, control and all of it. Are there any characters that you think are overrated? Dobby, <gasps> Hagrid, Snape, Peeves. Those okay. are my characters. Just Peeves, just because everybody's like, oh, Peeves isn't in the movie and I'm mad. And I'm like, ah, I don't care. But Dobby is the number one for me and Hagrid is the number two. And Snape is the number three for sure. Uh, Yeah. Hagrid and Snape, I get. They're overhyped. I just don't like Dobby. I, it makes me furious when he fucks shit up. I'm like, stop it. I know, but it's like, when he is fucking shit up, it's, he is an enslaved... I know. I just don't... He's abused creature who is just doing his best. He's just so... Like, he's just so pitiful. I have a really hard time with pathos. Like, I don't like it. I don't like feeling like I'm being preyed upon because things are so pitiful. I'm like, eh. I know. I just like watching him grow. I feel like he's grown so much throughout the series. To where he, he like does, he saves 
all of them at the I end. Know. They would all be dead. I know. I just, there's already so Every much Dobby left. would be dead. And I was already, like, not on the Dobby train, <clears throat> so I was just like, whatever. But Harry, Ron, Hermione, Luna, Dean. Yes. Uh, that, what's the goblin's name? Griphook. Yeah. Griphook. I like uh, Ollivander, all dead without Dobby. It's true. Uh, my overrated character is Sirius Black. Like that. He is a bully. He is. He was a bully. He continues to be one. It's true. Um, he horribly mistreats creature for no reason. Well, not for no reason. Creature is what he has been formed to be. Yeah. So is by Sirius Sirius's Black. mother. So is Sirius Black. Uh, he doesn't listen. No. And because of that, he dies. I know, but he's a, he's... I think he's overrated. I love Sirius. I think he's overrated. I love him. His death is heartbreaking. I think he's overrated. I think he's perfect. That's my only one. (laughs) That's fine. All right, underrated. Uh, Dobby. (laughs) Never. And and then I said, and then I said, by anyone who has not seen the or, I said who has not seen the books. But anyone who has not read the books and has only seen the movies. They would not know. know how great Dobby is. I guess. Uh, Luna Lovegood. Luna's on my list. She's my heart. And the older I get, the more Luna I feel. Yeah. Like, I feel like the older I get, the more I move away from Hermione and towards Luna. That's how I feel about Jenny. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Fleur Delacour. Yeah. she. I, I should have put her and Bill on my ship list because... Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Uh, what, what's interesting about Flora Delacour is I think she's underrated by the fandom and underrated by everyone in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. Like, everyone's like, oh, she's totally going to leave Bill pretty. now that yeah. he's not handsome anymore. Oh, my God. I always crave that part. Oh. When she and Molly embrace. I, there's one time that I read that book that I didn't cry that yeah, she's great. Everyone's like, oh, she's beautiful, so she must be vain and stupid. And actually, she's vastly talented. She's the most talented student at all of Bobaton. Yeah, she's and, their champion. Yeah, and she is, like, she uses what, like, yeah, she uses it. Yeah. She's a she's quarterfila. Ha- yeah, she's a quarterfila. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. You're right. She's great. She, she should have, I underrated her by not putting her on my list of underrated. And players. she's very brave. She agrees to be one of the fake Harrys. She's so good. With the order. She's in the order. Doing yeah. order things. Orderly things. Mm-hmm. She lets them all stay at Shell Cottage when they need to. I love Shell Cottage. Me too. It was great. Uh, that's my list. Um, I said Luna, Ginny, and Neville all. Like, I feel like they're all yeah. badasses. Uh, Molly and Petunia. I don't think Molly's underrated. I feel like everyone really loves because Molly. Because of the you bitch thing. Yeah. yeah. But I think before that, she was amazing. I just yeah. really love her. I love her a lot. She's, to me, like, one of the hearts of the... Oh, yeah, definitely. Petunia's kind of underrated. Petunia's a really interesting story in the books. She's such a terrible person, though. She is. She is a terrible person, but I, I just think that her story is interesting. Her, her story is very interesting. Like, all the stuff with where she, like, wanted to go to Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really sad. Yeah. And I also put Slughorn... Um, I just want to, I like kind of want to know more, but he's only in one book, really. But yeah, he's super and he knows all of these yeah. really interesting people. He's and... very interesting as a character. Yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, so that was my, my underrated ones. Uh, so I thought it would be fun <laughs> to talk about our Pretend Hogwarts lives. Uh, this is like our D&D 
oh Hogwarts my god background. kind of like no I mean no just like if we went to Hogwarts like, yeah um I did log into Pottermore <laughs> just to like see uh because I didn't remember what my wand was mm. but I I mean I would be in Ravenclaw I would not play Quidditch, but if I did, which I wouldn't, I would play Keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite classes would be Charms, Astronomy, and Ancient Runes, I think. Um, and I would have a pet cat, and I would eat so much. I'm so into whenever they talk about food in the books. I oh, love I it. Oh, I know. Love I always have it. to have a snack when I'm Ugh, reading Harry so Potter. Good. It has to be a good snack, and probably there needs to be chocolate. And I would hate the squid. I am not. Uh, I'm not into um, deep water and like giant sea creatures. I hate them. So I would not like That's that. That's very funny. I would dislike that very much. Um, and according to Pottermore, my I didn't realize this was going to take a minute to pull up. I have to look at what my wand is because, like, obviously we know that I would be in Ravenclaw. Um, Rowanwood, dragon heart string, 11 and 3 fourths, slightly springy. Sure. What so is your Patronus? Uh, I think it's a cat. But it was like a specific kind of cat, but I don't remember which kind of cat. I'll look it up. It'll Mine's a bat, which is such trash. A, a Nabelung cat. It's like a gray cat. Okay, well, mine's a bat, so apparently I suck as a person. No, bats are good. They eat mosquitoes. Uh, so I would be also be in Ravenclaw. Um, I would be in Ravenclaw. I would probably be in that choir that exists for one year in the movies. Yeah. Um, I believe it is Prisoner of Azkaban, is it not? I think so. Um, where they do double, double, double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that is good. And Flitwick is the yeah choir master. Why does his hair change? It's weird. Anyway. <laughs> um, my favorite class would definitely be Charms. Yeah. Uh, charms, Transfiguration. Uh, maybe Divination, honestly. It's very I interesting to I want to do Divination, too. I would want to learn about that. Yeah. I would maybe be one of the Lavender Parvati-style, yeah. like, yeah. What? Yeah. I don't think I would be that into it, but I think I would want to learn more about it. I think I would have a big problem with Trelawney, like Hermione did. I think I would be like, bullshit. And I think oh, if it was yeah. a different teacher, like under Ferenz. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fuck yeah. That would be really cool. Um, but yeah, divination in general, very interesting to me. Um, I If there was some sort of school paper, I would probably be on that. That would be fun. Wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> I feel like it would be exclusively run by Ravenclaw. <laughs> there probably is, and we just yeah. don't know about it because Harry yeah. Potter doesn't give a shit. Because they're like, they're Ravenclaws, who cares? Um, <laughs> but yeah. The Ravenclaw I, Register. Oh my god. I would totally be editor-in-chief of the Ravenclaw Register. <laughs> I do layout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so perfectly nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you would obviously be doing stand-up at the school talent show. Oh, Jesus. The school talent show. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes. At the school talent show. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's what I think my life would be. I, uh, my wand, I do not remember the, I think it was Ashwood. I do remember that it was Unicorn. Hair. Yeah. I could see that about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's very silly. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I would. 
I don't know. If you were to date someone in Hogwarts, what house do you think they'd be in? Oh. While you were in Hogwarts, too, as a Ravenclaw. Mm, probably, like, probably a Hufflepuff or a Gryffindor. I was going to say a Hufflepuff. I feel like yeah. I would date a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I would love to date a Hufflepuff. I could also see me dating a Gryffindor. I think I would be, like, very annoyed by Ravenclaw boys. Yeah. Although, I think that my boyfriend IRL is a Ravenclaw slash Slytherin, so I think it's funny that I assumed that I would date a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think most of the boys I've dated have been, like, Gryffindors, and, like, maybe... I think, the, like, the boys I dated in high school were, like, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff-type boys. So, even though they were, like, rock guitarists also. Yeah. Uh... My partner now is definitely very Ravenclaw. Like, he likes law because it is, like, a game. Yeah. He's very into, like, game theory. Yeah. Uh, but also, he wants to be a judge, so he's clearly very ambitious as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think he's a Ravenclaw Slytherin. Yeah. That's what we'll say. But, yeah, so as far as Hogwarts, that would be, I would definitely be editor-in-chief of the Ravenclaw Register Beautiful. that you do lay out for. I'm so happy that... <laughs> that that occurred <laughs> yeah good 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 um well oh, I had favorite oh. fan theories oh my god yes <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we almost didn't talk about fan theories okay so here are some of my favorite fan theories I don't agree with all of them I will tell you which one I do agree with uh one of my favorite fan theories. The Dursleys were terrible to Harry because they were being affected by exposure to a horcrux, which was him. Beautiful. Makes sense. Does. I don't think that is accurate. No. Because... Vernon's a piece of shit. No, they're just terrible people. Yeah, like, especially, like, Vernon's the worst. Vernon's the worst. Um, and also, like, he goes to Hogwarts and his entire, like, dorm, they don't do yeah. that at all, ever. That's true. Uh... Horcruxes are created through cannibalism. I think that's obviously true. It's said that it's some terrible act that no one will say. Yeah. I think it's probably cannibalism. Yeah. It also makes sense because the person who, like, wrote up this grant, like, extensive thing about why that would be true um, is apparently, th like, the reason for a lot of cannibalism in cultures throughout history is that it was thought that you gained the power of that person's life by eating them. Which is creepy, but... That is creepy. Makes... I, I think that's probably how you create a horcrux. Yeah. It doesn't really sense. make sense how he would have accidentally created a horcrux with Harry by that. Yeah, because it was just, just the explosion. explosion. <laughs> that's really dark. <laughs> what you guys didn't see was that I implied that during the explosion, some of Lily and or James Potter was... Ingested. Ingested accidentally because they exploded. That is so very dark. silly in a very dark way. <laughs> the one that I subscribe to most is that bravery is a choice, so you only get into Gryffindor by choosing it. Yes. Um, and as we already discussed, the trio represents people who would have been in the other three houses, but they choose... Which I think is especially really, really sweet in Hermione's case. Yeah. Because she has read extensively about Hogwarts. And she's like, and Gryffindor she's like, sounds like the best one. Gryffindor is the one that I want to be in. And as much as she values intelligence in Booksmart, she's like, Ravenclaw, 
is great, I'm sure. Right. I want I want to be in Gryffindor. I love her. Eleven year old Hermione. So cute. It's so good. Uh yeah, those are the ones that I had. Okay. Um I came up with a fan theory before the sixth book came out. Okay. That I was very proud of, which is that I thought that Snape was Fox and was an animagus and his he turned into Fox and they were the same. And uh, I was, like, really attached to it. It didn't pan out. Um, no. Nope. But I was just like, no. He found out that the Marauders became Animagi, and he was so obsessed with them that he had to do it, too, because he had to prove that he was as powerful or more powerful than they were. And Which makes sense. That's why Dumbledore trusts him, is because he's Fox, so he knows, like, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was like, this is... So you thought of that before or after Half-Blood Prince? Before. Okay. Before Half-Blood Prince. And then you were like, oh. Yeah, then I was like, I guess I guess she read about that fan theory. Because I did do extensive research and I found two other people, at least, that thought the same thing. So I was like, I guess she saw it online and she was like, well, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's clearly what happened. Yeah. Uh, okay. Favorite quotes? Favorite quotes. I have some on my my phone. Sorry. I have some on my phone as well, but I will start with the ones that I wrote out. After I got through my Dumbledore, my page of Dumbledore quotes, I started doing screenshots instead. Uh, right up top, before we begin our banquet, I would like to say a few words, and here they are. Yeah. Nitwit, blubber, oddman, tweak. I like that one. That was a very good wordplay. Uh, I've also read, oh, so here's a fan theory. I've read that each of these four represents an insult about the four houses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've read that one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. We already talked about that. Oh, um, I think my favorite one is, but you know happiness can be found even in the darkest of times. If one only remembers to turn on the light. I do like that. I think I've become jaded about it because I've seen it painted on too many nursery walls. There. But still so good. Yeah, it's good. Remember Cedric. Remember if the time should come when you have to decide between what is right and what is easy. Remember what happened to a boy who was good and kind and brave because he strayed across the path of Lord Voldemort. Remember Cedric Diggory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, remember when you, if there come, should there come a time when you have to decide between what is right and what is easy? Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Very important. Um, yeah, in a similar vein, uh, it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, mm -hmm. but just as much to stand up to our friends. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Neville. Uh, this is just a funny one, not a serious one. Well, it's just that you seem to be laboring under the delusion that I'm going to, what is the phrase? Come quietly. <laughs> Before he, like, <laughs> knocks all of them out when they're about to take him to Azkaban. He's like, oh, oh, did you think I was just going to, like, come with you? Right. No. No. My favorite cute one is from the, the epilogue. Why are they all staring, demanded Albus as he and Rose craned around to look at the other students. Don't let it worry you, said Ron. It's me. I'm, I'm extremely, extremely famous. famous. <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah. Uh, 
all, so again, I just have a page full of Dumbledore. So these are all Dumbledore. But yeah. um, age is foolish and forgetful when it underestimates youth. That's a really good one. Baby boomers. <laughs> My last one that I have is, it's a curious thing, Harry, but perhaps those who are best suited to power are those who have never sought it. Those who, like you, have leadership thrust upon them and take up the mantle because they must and find to their own surprise that they wear it well. That's a very good one. Here's my favorite of all of them ever. Uh, at King's Cross Station in Harry's brain. Of course it is happening inside your head, Harry, but why on earth should that mean that it is not real? Yeah. My heart. I love that one, too. It's so good. Uh-oh, we're almost done. So I'm sorry, but I can't... I'm not good at narrowing down my things. No, so here okay. are uh, my Fred and George quotes. Aww. Oh, are you a prefect, Percy? Said one of the <laughs> twins with an air of great surprise. You should have said something. We had no idea. Hang on, I think I remember him saying something about it once, said the other twin. Once. Or twice. A minute. All summer. Yeah. Back and forth. I love them. You know what, said Fred? I don't think we are. Oh, so this is uh, Order of the Phoenix. You know what, said Fred? I don't think we are. He turned his twin. George, said Fred, I think we've outgrown full-time education. Yeah, I've been feeling that way myself, said George lightly. Time to test our talents in the real world, do, real world, do you reckon, asked Fred? Definitely, said George. We won't be seeing you, Fred told Professor Umbridge, swinging his leg over his broomstick. Yeah, don't bother keeping in touch, said George, mounting his own. Give her hell from us, Peeves. Yeah, amazing. It's so That great. whole scene is amazing. It's great. Um... Why were you lurking under our window? Yes. Oh, the, wait, is that it? Oh, that's oh, Harry. Yeah, so that was all of my Fred and George ones. Now here's a couple of Harry ones. Oh, also, so, I'm like, oh, this is Harry. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a couple of Harry ones. Uh, here's the first one. It is from the very beginning. And it is when I knew that I loved Harry Potter. Um, Dudley is speaking, and he says, They stuff people's heads down the toilet first day at Stonewall, he told Harry. Want to come upstairs and practice? No, thanks, said Harry. The poor toilet's never had anything as horrible as your head down it. It might be sick. Then he ran before Dudley could work out what he said. <laughs> Beautiful. I love all his sick burns on Dudley. I know. Um, yeah. This is Order of the Phoenix. Why were you lurking out under our window? Yes, yes, good point, Petunia. What were you doing under our window, boy? Listening to the news, said Harry in a resigned voice. His aunt and uncle exchanged looks of outrage. Listening to the news again? Well, it changes every day, you see, said Harry. What an <laughs> asshole. He's such a smart ass, and I love it so much. Uh, Hermione. Oh. I think you'll recognize this, and I am going to do it in my Emma Watson impression voice. Yay! Are you sure that's a real spell, said the girl? Well, it's not very good, is it? I've tried a few simple spells just for practice, and it's all worked for me. Nobody in my family's magic at all. It was ever such a surprise when I got my letter, but I was ever so pleased, of course. I mean, it's the very best school of witchcraft there is. I've heard. I've learned all of our course books by heart, of course. I just hope it will be enough. I'm Hermione Granger, by the way. Who are you? Oh, she's Her cute little monologue. <laughs> I know. <sighs> Who are you? She's so cute. Here's another Hermione... Just being smart and observant and perfect. You don't use your eyes, any of you, do you? She snapped. Didn't you see what it was standing on? The floor, Harry suggested. I wasn't looking at its feet. I was too busy with its heads. No, not the floor. It was standing on a trap door. It's obviously guarding something. She stood up, glaring at them. 
I hope you're pleased with yourselves. We could have all been killed, or worse, expelled. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and then, uh, re-discovering that her food is cooked by house elves. Slave labor, said Hermione, breathing hard through her nose. That's what made this dinner. Slave labor. And then she goes on, like, a hunger strike for a few days. Oh, Hermione. Oh, she's so cute. And I think that's all my quotes. Yep. Awesome. That's awesome. She's perfect, and I she love her. Is. Sorting hat. Sorting Yay, hat. Sorting hat. We're gonna do the sorting hat. The sorting hat. What might we sort, you may be asking yourself. Well, it's not characters, because they've already been sorted. For the most part. Uh, no, we're gonna sort the books. The books! Yep. Alright, so, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I said Gryffindor, or maybe Hufflepuff. I said Gryffindor as well, uh, because it puts it all out there as a pretty... Yep. Ballsy. But. And Harry is like an orphan who's like mm-hmm. just jumping right into, okay, I'm a wizard, I guess. I'm just going to do this now. Yeah. Which is a pretty big thing. Uh, the, uh, the Chamber of Secrets. Slytherin slash Ravenclaw. I said Ravenclaw because it's like, a, it's the first one that's like a mystery. That's why I said Ravenclaw yeah. also. I said Slytherin because it is largely about a snake. About, yes. Valid. In a chamber that was created by Salazar, Salazar Slytherin. Slytherin. True. Yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, I said Slytherin. Okay. I said Gryffindor. Uh, I said Slytherin because it introduces, like, Dementors and stuff. And then, yeah. like... But I don't know. There's just something, like, it's, it's more ambitious, I mm-hmm. think. Like, it takes it to a new level. My instinct was Slytherin because of how dark it is. Yeah. I changed it to Gryffindor because of the fact that Harry is just like, yeah, there's a murderer looking for me. And. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. And the and is, I'm going to go look for him, actually. Right. Oh, this firebolt's probably from a mass murderer? Whatever. Who cares? Not I. <laughs> uh, Goblet of Fire. Hufflepuff said Gryffindor. I like Hufflepuff, though, because it's, like, in honor of Cedric Diggory. It is. And it's jockey. It's, like, the jockiest. I know, but I think of Gryffindor as the jockey. It is. Yeah, I guess I just think of, like, it's yeah, teamwork, you know? So, like, and, go fight a dragon. Right. It is, like, go fight a dragon. Yeah, there's just, like, a lot of teamwork and a lot of, like, and it's, for me, very dependable. So, I'm, like, loyal to it. Order of the Phoenix. I said Ravenclaw. I said Ravenclaw also. It's Ravenclaw. Yeah. Like or like the Department of Mysteries and shit is so Ravenclaw. Yeah. So the Half-Blood Prince. Ravenclaw. I said Slytherin. I said Ravenclaw because all of it is very like, let's all do our research so that we know what we're getting into for Deathly Hollows. That's true. So um, him and Dumbledore constantly going off on research excursions. Yeah. Yeah, I said Slytherin. I mean, just because there's so much stuff about Slytherins in it. There's obviously True. the backstory of Tom Riddle's family and also the backstory of Snape and also um, the, well, and we see a Slytherin who's not just 
a piece of shit for the first time, which is Slughorn. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of Slytherin info in it compared to any other book. Yeah. And then finally... Deathly Hollows, Gryffindor. I said Gryffindor slash Ravenclaw. But, I mean Gryffindor. Gryffindor, he chewed, like, at the end, they're like, you gotta die to save everybody. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. I said... That makes... Sure. I said Ravenclaw um, because of, like, the puzzle aspects of finding all the Horcruxes. Yeah, And the fact that the crux of the story is found in a book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that is why I said that. But, I mean, Gryffindor is obviously more... Gryffindor. So I guess that is that. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to see you later. We don't know exactly when. Um, if you live in the St. Louis area, Kylie is going to be in a show at the improv shop soon what? on what August 12th is when it starts. Oh shit, woman of the week. I'm the worst. We can have the same moment of the week if you want. I wanted to have the same moment of the week. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. I went well, that's what I figured is that we would both uh, on our on week. our shared Google Doc, which is how we communicate what we're gonna be covering, um, just to give you a little peek behind the curtain. My goodness. Uh I wrote next to it says Woman of the Week, Kylie, Elizabeth. And next to Kylie I wrote JK Rowling in parentheses, dibs. Second parentheses. We can have the same one. Yeah, that's what I figured. If you want, that's what I figured. And we just didn't talk about it, and then it's we've been yeah. recording for a million years. Why yeah, we just we, edit we out where I said the wrong thing. Okay, that's fine. Uh, our woman of the week is J.K. Rowling. Obviously, obviously. I assumed that she was a dude until mm-hmm. I was told otherwise, which what? was intentional. Yeah. That's why they had her go by J.K. Rowling Shit. instead of Joe. Joe. Which is what I call her. I'll be like, yeah. Joe said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was, I presumed her to be a man. And Joe then, is also To my delight. <laughs> well, Joe. Joe is a yeah, Joe, yeah. Uh, To my delight, I discovered that it was a woman, and I was like, <gasps> I know, it's amazing. <gasps> She's it's great. Amazing. She's so great. She wrote Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> you guys, she wrote Harry Potter. It's not the end of that sentence. She wrote Harry Potter, while well, she, she was writing Harry Potter um, at the time of her mother's death, um, the Dementors, she has said, represent the depression that she was feeling at, at that time as well. And I think anybody that's gone through depression can understand that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Harry Potter was rejected by 12 publishers, and then when she was finally picked up by someone, they printed a thousand copies and told her not to quit her day job because she was not going to be able to be a professional children's book author uh she has made about a billion dollars and is the world's richest author it's so amazing she is she the richest woman in the world because i feel like that Mm, might be true i think maybe i'm not sure uh she published the first cormoran strike novel under a pseudonym of robert galbraith just to prove that she could she was like, I want to see if I submit this without my name on it, if it'll get published. I and mean, it did. That's, yeah. And people didn't figure it out for, like, a minute. That's really legit, though. Someone was, like, reading it and was like, hmm, this seems familiar. So they put it through one of those programs that tells you, like, yeah. if someone is the same author of a thing. AI is crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, and she also is uh, amazing on Twitter. Yeah, she's great. And um, I just 
specifically like a really good tweet that she made recently on June 29th um, was to Donald Trump. Well, it was a subtweet. She didn't actually at Donald Trump. Uh, but she said, nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Like, such a good mic-dropping tweet. Yeah. Uh, and, um... I just also love the way she twirls on haters constantly. She constantly, yeah. She just, she's, like, very bold and outspoken on Twitter, and it's very, uh, very entertaining. Um, I also read... Her, uh, The Casual Vacancy. Did you read The Casual Vacancy? Yeah. It was depressing. Yeah, it was. Guys, there's nothing casual about nope. The Casual Vacancy. Nope. It's extremely dark. Uh, it's good, though. But, yeah, she's she's just, she kind of like Harry Potter, like, kind of came from nothing in a way. And um, also, like, had a really shitty divorce and stuff and was yeah. a single mom and doing it and she just is a really good role model and is amazing and we thank her for she said such a sweet thing about all of us who were waiting for our letters from Hogwarts I never remember the quote exactly but it was just like you got it it was the books and we all went to Hogwarts together <laughs> so no <sweet>. stop <laughs> uh I just wanted to in closing on just worshipping J.K. Rowling, offer this tweet from 13 hours ago where she quote-tweeted quote tweeted, DJT, who said, working on major trade deal with the United Kingdom could be very big and exciting. Jobs! The EU <laughs> is very protectionist with the U.S. Stop! <laughs> I, I don't know if he understands the difference between a tweet and a telegram. So, no. Um, he's so quasi-literate. But, so, she said, Donnie, when flirting, it's kind of hurtful to admit you're doing it to make somebody else jealous. At a bare minimum, you separate tweets. <laughs> Donnie. What a treasure. She's great. Uh, she's, she's sassy, and I love her. Thank you, Joe. We love you. Um, <clears throat> so... This time, it is time for plugs. I was really excited to do plugs because we have a very special plug to make, which is that our own Kylie is going to be in a show at the Improv Shop in St. Louis. If you're not local, uh, buy airline tickets. <laughs> it will definitely be worth it. <laughs> it's going to be going up Saturdays at 10 p.m. starting on August 12? That sounds correct. And running through around the end of September. Look it up on yeah. com. They have a show calendar. Don't ask me. Yay. Um, and then the normal plugs, which are our website is girlsplainingshow.com. And our social meds are girlsplaining with novels, G-R-L-S-P-L-N-N-G. Yep. And our music is Girl by Leona's, leonosmusic.com. And we will see you sometime. It won't be next week. Um, we're going to be on hiatus for an indeterminate amount of time. Hopefully not super long. Uh, TBD. TBD. So have fun. Keep listening to this episode over and over and over. And you are welcome. welcome. Bye. Fox, what do you think about Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Do you like Harry Potter? Yes.
and, and you can read it. I read it to you? Mm-hmm. What kind of animal does he have? Um... Say it aloud. And and white owl. Yeah. Does does he do magic? Mhm. Yeah. Magic. 